am Daniel Lucas, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years, and today I have my special guest. She is a producer food expert and the author of a producer cookbooks, no other than Miss Amy Riley. Hi there. Welcome back, Miss Amy. And as, <laughs> and as usual, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. So I, as you mentioned, I'm considered an authority on aphrodisiac foods. I have actually written five aphrodisiac cookbooks plus um, a book that is a part of a whole system of, of eating for your sex life called the Better Sex Bundle for Men. Um, I have my master's degree in gastronomy from Le Cordon Bleu. And um, I really, I love food and I love history and they all came together for me in this wonderful topic of aphrodisiacs. Yes, congratulations for all those books, Miss Amy. What are your goals or aspirations as a writer? So my goal overall in my writing, in my speaking, in my consulting, all of it is to get people excited about great food choices, to get people eating, making smart food choices, eat well, eat healthy foods, eat foods that are good for the planet. And I do this by talking about how they will help your sex life. Certainly. How <laughs> do you approach writing a different genre or audiences? Oh, so, you know, I really focus, I always just focus on writing for um, anyone who is curious, you know, for the, for the curious audience. Now, some of my books are very much more for, um, they're, they're fun cookbooks that are meant to be for the gift market audience. And so that's a little different than writing something more serious that, that is health and research based. Um, and it does, you know, you have to be very careful with both that you, that you, prove that that what you're saying is is found you know there's some scientific base to what i'm saying but for one audience i try to make it as fun as possible and for the other i try to make it try to get them as in-depth of an understanding as i can so there's an interesting challenge that sometimes i'm a bit of a health writer whereas the rest of the time i'm i'm just trying to reach a sort of a more general audience what inspired you to become an author? Um, I was working as a freelance writer, writing on wine originally, and then on food, primarily aphrodisiacs. And there just isn't a lot of great, there wasn't at the time, it's, it's improved. There wasn't a lot of great information on aphrodisi aphrodisiacs out there, including there was just a hole in the book market. There was a hole in the cookbook market. And so I just wanted to fill that void, which I have done with five books. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations for all those five 
Booch, Miss Amy. So can you tell us about your writing process? Well, you know, the process of a cookbook author, it's fairly similar for all cookbook authors in that it starts with recipes, right? And so it really starts with formulating those recipes and testing. So the writing process is very, very different for a cookbook than it is, say, for fiction. Um, so for me, you know, it's, it's all about testing those recipes. And also, I always make sure that I get home cooks to test the recipes because I want to make sure that the language is clear and that the recipes will turn out in a variety of different kitchens. And so more than focusing on the words on the page, I focus on the, the accuracy of those recipes and, and use feedback from my testers to discover what wording you need to use to make the recipe more clear. How do you balance writing with the other aspect of your life? It is difficult, uh, <laughs> which is why I've only written one book since 2018. Uh, <laughs> it, it's tough. It is really tough to write when you also have to kind of hustle to make a living and you have a family and children and responsibilities of all of that. And I know most authors could speak at great length about trying to find that balance and still tap into your creativity. And these days, sometimes you just use a little AI to get you through writer's block or when you know you just have a short amount of time and you need to get something out quickly, you kind of get it to do the first draft for you. And you know, and I'm sure you've had authors talk about this, you have to throw out most of what it says, but it kind of gives you that bump, that little bump into, into what you, where you need to go. Certainly. So, Miss Amy, before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening in Spain. Muchas gracias, todas Spain, for supporting this podcast because in Andalusia, I got 41% audience, Catalonia 15, Madrid at 14, Valencia at 9, Navarro at 4, Galicia at 4, Castilla de Leon at 4, and Many more. Thank you all. Muchas gracias, todas Spain, for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Miss Amy Riley. Talk about your first book, Fork Me, Spoon Me, the Sensual Cookbook. How did you craft it? Oh my goodness. That so the Fork Me, Spoon Me was my very first book, and in some ways, it is still my very favorite book. Uh, it's, it actually still sells very well, which, you know, is a testament to what it does, what it does for people. It is, it is such a fun book. I focused on 12 aphrodisiac ingredients that were things everyone could go to the store and buy. They're reasonably accessible. With the exception of saffron, they're all fairly affordable. I did not want to create a book that you know, wanted people going out and buying things like oysters and sea urchin because that's just not realistic, right? So, mm. I mean, for some people it is, and in some areas it is, but not for most of us. So I focused, obviously, I'm, I'm in the United States, so I focused on what I know people in the United States would have readily available across most of the country. And they are also, but they are delicious ingredients like chocolate, peaches, ginger, chili peppers. 
So I focused on these 12 ingredients and I went a little bit into the history and, and mostly the fun side of the history, right? And then I taught people what to do with it by offering recipes in a variety of experience levels. So there are some recipes you will find in this book that you can cook even if you cannot boil a pot of water. But there are also more challenging recipes for experienced cooks so that you can, you know, for people who want to create um, a, a multi-layer food experience, there is something in this book for them as well. I really tried to take a holistic approach to creating an aphrodisiac cookbook when I made Fork Me Spoon Me. According mm. to Jane Lee, Lee Torres, don't be derived by the cover. Uh, can you explain that? <laughs> so my cover is a little bit naughty. In fact, we actually had to make two different covers for this book uh, because I found that there were certain stores that were a little more conservative. There also uh, were, I was doing a lot of national television in the United States at the time. And some of the shows were like, whoa, we cannot put your book cover on television because it is... A alluring. It is an alluring <laughs> cover. It is it is an, a naked woman in front of a very full refrigerator full of healthy, nutritious aphrodisiacs. Now, there is nothing, absolutely nothing that no no naughty parts are showing. It's just a very alluring, um, tantalizing sort of photo of this woman. But it was enough for uh, for for some of the television stations to say no, no, no. So we, there is actually a second cover in existence, which mostly is used for conservative groups. Sometimes I'll use it for giveaways and goodie bags um, when, I, when I'm doing television. And that one is simply me wearing nothing but an apron, which is fine because, you know, it <laughs> covers everything. A nice black apron holding um, a silver fork and spoon. And um, so that one's, you know, it's just a like, like torso yes. up. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, but it's, it's, it's a cute alternative cover. You can find, you can, you can actually order either one um, from a, just about any uh, book retailer I know in the US and Canada, as well as um, Great Britain and parts of Asia. And then anywhere there's Amazon, I know you can get it through Amazon. Yes. And according to Kelly B, I love the list of ingredients at the front because I dot dot dot. I love it. I love it because probably she experienced the thing mm -hmm. that she want to be experienced. Exactly. So, Miss so, Amy, when you crafting this book, what are your aspirations? I wanted people to just try aphrodisiacs to have fun with aphrodisiacs i wanted to teach them a little bit about what the term truly means and how it can add a little romance a little spice to your love life and actually i have heard uh, stories of people using this book to help them find love using it you know sort of as a manual to seduction and to creating that romantic life that they want which is not you know not not something that i ever dreamed could be possible with my cookbook but i have heard that it happens and i'm so honored to be kind of part of people's journey that way 
Certainly. So, Miss Amy, let's talk about your negative reviews. And uh, <laughs> let's do a talk uh, one by one. It says to P. Nelson, he said, this appointing as a cookbook. So how would you um, comment on that? I have heard that. And it's by people who are, have the expectation when they buy this book that it's going to be a traditional cookbook where it's just, you know, five sections of recipes and it's a recipe heavy book and you're going to get, you know, a hundred recipes. Well, first of all, you should probably know by the size, right? That it's, yes. it's a small book. It's a small gift, you know, a gift size book, the kind of thing that you buy somewhere and put in your suitcase, right? It, that's what it was designed to be. So you should know from its 144 page size that you couldn't possibly be getting a hundred recipes they wouldn't fit on the pages. Um, yes. But, you know, I do understand that if that was your expectation, yes, you may be a bit disappointed by the sheer volume of recipes in the book. Definitely. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nelson, or I don't know if you are a woman or a man, P. Yeah. Nelson, this is Miss Amy Riley explanation <laughs> of what you're talking about. <laughs> but overall, people, people are satisfied of what contributed to the world. So, Miss Amy, when you crafting this book, what do you think is the best highlight for people who want to read this? Um, and by the way, I'm so sorry. I, you could probably hear my dog in the background. He just saw another dog on the street and he is very <laughs> excited, apparently. And I, I, I have no, he's in the other room. I have no control. So I'm sorry about any extra noise. Um, no sorry. <laughs> now, what was the question again? <laughs> what will be the best highlight for this book? I really, this is a funny thing to say. I love the introduction to this book. I do. I love, I think it says it all. I think I've put everything in there. I think if you read the introduction to my book, you will so get aphrodisiacs. And uh, I tried to, you know, write it in a kind of a fun and, and inspiring style. So that's, I mean, for me, that, that it's all right there. Can you read some of the paragraph mm. of this kind of interesting Oh, I feel I feel so put on the spot because, you know, cookbook authors, we don't most authors are used to doing readings from their books. But we cookbook <laughs> authors are very rarely asked <laughs> to read from our books. Oh, my goodness. I feel nervous. Um, <clears throat> so once a man I dated two or three times offered to cook for me because I'm involved in the food business. Most men never work up the nerve to make me a meal. I was impressed by the boldness of his invitation. And yes. I was pretty doubtful about his cooking skills, but worry was overshadowed by my interest in what was clearly an open invitation to seduction. Any man who invites you over to dinner on the third date has more than whipping souffle on his mind. The meal was delicious, the mood electric. There was a white fish and mango sauce, chocolate, white wine, red wine, and strong cups of coffee that carried us deep into the night. It was not until much later that he found the nerve to admit that he tried the ambitious menu for the very first time that night. He chose the ingredients not to showcase his favorite recipes, but because his buddy instructed him to use all the right ingredients to create an aphrodisiac dinner. Although I wish I could claim it, this story is not my own. A magazine food editor I know shared this tale of seduction with me when I started talking <laughs> about writing this book. <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go what a 
amazing starting paragraph of the <laughs> book of misery. He spoon me, uh, fork me, spoon me the sensual cookbook. But before we go on with Amy, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our fourth season, with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the five restaurants in downtown Toronto. Please do listen to our latest episode. We talk about our Food 101, Volume 12, Italian Cuisine. Plus mm-hmm. one more, our books are out. Not only one, but 13 volumes. People, Food 101, Volume 1, Basics, until 13, is only the books that you need, How to Create a Delicious Food. Available at Amazon and leading online bookstores. Worldwide, Pork Me, Spoon Me, The Sensual Cookbook. Best part of the book that you can share to us. Oh my goodness. I, I I think you just have to get the book and experience it for yourself, really. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. So can you give us steps for those people that, let's say, beginners in Aphrodisiac book, what they're going to do first? Ooh, beginners with my Aphrodisiac book. You just, you know what? I made this book so it was a fun read as well as a recipe book. So just sit down and read it. I know people who keep it by their bedside and read it before bed as you would a novel. It's a great way to get an introduction to aphrodisiacs. And it's just a fun read. Yes, to boost your sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Can you share a simple ingredients? Let's say I'm making souffle. What can I put on my souffle that make these uh, souffle aphrodisia food. Oh my goodness. Well, souffle is one of my favorites, but you could make a, a souffle in any number of aphrodisiac flavors, like a chocolate souffle, for example, which is one of the ingredients featured in Pork Me Spoon Me, or mango, also an ingredient featured in my book. Uh, there are, you could go a lot of directions with a good, souf- good sexy souffle. I love that idea. Mm, yes. I love ginger souffle or banana mm. souffle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that uh, I learned that mango is also a traditional food. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. You love my book. <laughs> it's full of surprises. <laughs> interesting, interesting facts that you need to uh, learn, people. So if you are wondering if you want to boost your sexual sexual life please do buy all the books of miss amy riley so miss amy can you please invite our listeners to support fork me spoon me the sexual good book <laughs> well thank you yes everyone like i said you can get my book from almost any independent book retailer in most countries around the world and i hope you enjoy it i will enjoy sharing it with you okay miss riley thank you for your time thank you so much morning people see you soon